Welcome to episode four of Off The Frame. This episode will henceforth be known as the Martina Apology. Why is that, Remo? Buzz, have you ever entered a room and people all of a sudden stop talking and just look at you with disdain? How many times are we talking here because... Mm, yeah, okay. Well, it's happened to you and it happened to me last week on numerous occasions. It took me a while to work it out. Eventually, the penny dropped. What was it? It was essentially one of the biggest gaffes ever in podcast history. Oh, and you know what it is. Of course I do. I know you've tried to push it out of your mind, but we have to come clean. Look, I'm not proud. I'm not proud, but I think honesty is always the best policy in, in these situations. Yes. I think to put ourselves out there and, and maybe on our knees in front of the podcast audience of the world and say we're sorry. We are but sorry. More so in front of Martina Navratil over herself. Mm-hmm. The reason being that in our first two podcasts, we covered the Grand Slam. Yeah. There was a lot of research that went into those first two podcasts. We turned the Grand Slam inside out, upside down. Yeah. Shook it until lint came out. And yet, after all that work, we realised we've missed something very important. And it was big. It was big. Are you familiar with the Grand Canyon, Buzz? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was as big as the Grand Canyon, and you can double it again. Okay, I've got that now. Thanks thanks for that image. (laughs) I don't have the cubic kind of meterage on that, but I've got a vision of it. Okay. Now, in those podcasts, Remo, Mm. we looked at the five winners of the Grand Slam in history, but we also looked at those players that came so close. They fell at the very last hurdle. Mm -hmm. Those players being gentleman Jack Crawford, Lou Hode, Mm -hmm. Serena Williams. And Dylan Alcott. And Dylan Alcott in the wheelchair singles. Unfortunately, we missed someone, Mm. didn't we? Someone who you may have heard of. Probably in this podcast already. (laughs) We do have a reason that we may have missed this. The Grand Slam has traditionally been the Australian, the French, Wimbledon and the US Opens in that order. Yes. However, from the mid-70s to roughly Mm mid-80s, the Australian Open was the last Open play. They shifted it to the end of the year for tactical reasons, to try and get people to play it, for all sorts of reasons. Yes. Now, when we were researching Martina in the early 80s, when she had those incredible years, we were looking at the US Open. We let that slip. It was a failure of ours. Mm -hmm. But what we didn't realise was that Martina actually came to Australia in 1984, and if she had won that in December 84, she would have won the Grand Slam. The only player ever to be going for the Grand Slam playing in Australia. I think it's fair to say, Buzz, that she, out of all those players who fell at the final hurdle, and I'll include Serena here, she was on the hottest of streaks and the hottest of favourites to do the deed. Absolutely. I mean, in 83, the year before, she'd lost one tennis match. We'll we'll say that again. I think it's worth repeating. Mm -hmm. One tennis match Mm -hmm. in a whole season. I mean, that's unheard of. And the only match she would lose in 83 was at the French Open, the first slam of the year. Mm -hmm. She goes on to win the next three. Then in 84, just to show that was no fluke, Mm. she wins the first three majors. So she's won six majors in a row, which is an incredible achievement. Comes down to Australia, absolute hot favourite. Now, some have said they could see her tightening up as the year progressed and maybe... Was that the curse of the Grand Slam, Remo? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, 
people who were making that observation could see it in her volleys, for example. Instead of punching through, she was playing them very safely. With her serve, she would bark in between the first and second serves. People saw that as a, a nervous affectation. All sorts of clues. And who can blame her? Absolutely. The one thing to say is she may have been unfortunate in a way that perhaps if her run had started at the end of 83, mm. then there would have been less pressure. She'd won so much. Yeah. And it just came to bear on her in that match against, was it Helena Sokova in the semifinals? Takes the first set, 6-1. Martina does. Whoop. Starts thinking about it. She was playing Sokova, who was a very good tennis player. Yeah. But Chrissy Everett was in the final. Hmm. And I wonder if a little bit of a mind after she won that first set had gone to the final already. I think that's possibly the case. But I'm wondering if she had made it to the final against Chris Everett and she had Everett's measure during those yeah. years from 82 to 84, she probably would have felt perhaps a little more comfortable in that situation, whereas Sokova was a tall, gangly, net-rushing attacker. Yes. So I think the matchup may have worried her. Right, We yeah. spoke about the matchup with Vinci and Serena in that 2015 attempt where she was thwarted by playing somebody who she did not want to face, a retrieving moonballer. Even though she'd beaten her every time she'd played yeah. her, it was just that particular matchup on that particular day in that tournament. Martina having somebody coming at her, I think could have been what tipped her over the edge. Yeah, she could have controlled the match much more playing against a baseliner. Yep. Um, but with someone rushing at her, she's having to make decisions a little quicker mm. um, and easier to freeze up in, that, in those circumstances. Yeah, it was big and I'm still ashamed, Buzz. Well, don't be. I'm sitting be. here. Because in some ways, maybe it's served our podcast audience in the sense that we tried to make it clear in those podcasts, one, how difficult it was to win a Grand Slam, mm. two, that the stars have to be aligned, Yes. but also three, that it doesn't matter how good you are, mm. that it doesn't necessarily fall in your lap. Now, if Martina had won that Grand Slam in 84, I mean, she's already one of the greats of women's tennis, no question. Mm. But if she had won that, her legacy would be very different. For sure, you don't argue with a Grand Slammer. You know that. You don't. You don't. You have to bow as you come into a room mm. or curtsy, depending on what your inclination is. Yeah. You know. But once that opportunity is gone, it's gone. And she had ignominy, if I can use that word. I think I've stolen that from Teddy Shingles from our last podcast. Good word. To see Steffi Graf come up just a few years later as a teenager and get it at her first real attempt. Mm achieved the Grand Slam and possibly the greatest Grand Slam. And not only that, but beat Martina in the Wimbledon final. Yeah. It must have been a bitter pill for her to swallow. So if you had Martina here, what you'd say to her was, would be, Martina, does it stick in your crawl that you missed the Grand Slam and then Graf gets it four years later? Martina would say, what is a crawl? 